It's DTS 70. Can DLC and microtransactions live side by side? Are we back in the content drought? And we're going to talk about our favorite topic ever, the wild. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What's good, listeners? BBK Dragoon here with my awesome co-host, Diddy. It's DTS70, dude. I'm actually really excited for this show. It might be apparent on the surface that it's a light news week, but really, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about from around the spectrum. What'd you do this week? You know, I didn't do much, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we got some really exciting news. We are getting a puppy. Nice. The first week of January. It's a standard poodle, and we're going to the breeder. We're going to travel like 10 hours to get it, and it's going to be amazing. So, have you guys picked out names or anything yet? Or, like, I know you probably don't do it until you meet the animal, but like. Right. We don't know which gender we're getting. Oh, okay. um, we're fifth on the list, and there's only four males in the litter. But yeah. the first person picking is getting a female, but we don't know if she's keeping one or two. Because yeah. it was her dog that uh, bred with the other breeder's yeah. dog. Gotcha. So um, if everyone in front of us picks males, we have to get a female, which we don't really care which gender we get, but that yeah. would depend on uh, the name. But uh, Sanic and I were like, um, so Star Wars is coming out this December, so we should <laughs> do a Star Wars theme name. Uh, so we have a few names picked out, but nothing set in stone yet. Awesome, man. Well, congrats to you and Sanic. That's very Thank exciting. You. What did you do in the world of Destiny or gaming? I did Trials this week, actually. Excellent. Didn't yeah, go flawless, I mean, but I had a lot of fun playing Exodus Blue. I really think that map is really well made, and it's got a lot of cover, so there's a lot of potential for outplay as well, if you really know the map movements. Your two maps have been great so far, man. Bannerfall, Exodus Blue, <laughs> small maps, Exodus no Blue doors. Exodus Blue, for Xbox owners, not PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> no doors, though, man. No doors. Yeah, that's true. Love that. Now, did you notice the new weapon diversity? That was the thing that really mm-hmm. stuck out to me was like, oh, no damage over time. This this is nice. <laughs> well, uh, I, did en- I didn't I did encounter many Sunbreakers, uh, so I wasn't too frustrated. Yeah. But um, my, one of my teammates died to a Sunbreaker melee punch, and then mm-hmm. he had Cauterize on, so I couldn't finish him off, and he got away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, that sucks. But I did notice the weapon diversity. I noticed uh, that... If I'm dying, it's because I'm getting outsniped or outstrafed or just outgunned or outmaneuvered in general. You know, it's not a lot of, man, he hit me twice with that thorn. I hope one of them wasn't a headshot. Yeah. And it's totally. like, yeah. So it's, I really like it. Awesome. Well, you know, since we're talking trials, I think we should just hop into the news right away because we got stats for trials in the weekly update that were pretty cool. So let's do it. News. So first up in the weekly update, uh, they gave a few statistics for how many people made it to the lighthouse. So in the return of Trials of Osiris, 133,000 players made it to the lighthouse at least once. So this was the first week of Trials. With the steeper incline provided by the new matchmaking system, the winner circle population is down from 188,000. Uh, those were how many went to the lighthouse back in May. So those sun-soaked victorious warriors amounted to 16.25% 
of the 820,000 players who challenged them in Trials of Osiris. So 820,000 people were playing in Trials. 16% made it to the lighthouse out of that. What do you think of those numbers, man? They definitely represent a little bit less than the original Trials. So does that mean the new matchmaking and the difficulty curve increase is working? I think so. And I think, you know, with the weapon balance, I think it really helps showcase or helps define the skill curve in this yeah. game um, because let's be honest using thorn in year one was piece of cake right yeah it made know, things a little bit a little bit more simple makes it make it made it a little bit easier yeah. Um, yeah and those numbers man eight hundred and twenty thousand players attempted trials like people still play this game right what yeah people still play I, destiny I hate- I hate when I see that comment. It's just like, real? Yeah. Ah. Yes. Almost a million people attempted a single end game piece of content. Which you need teammates <laughs> for. You can't matchmake into that playlist, <laughs> by the way. You have to come in with teammates. It's a hardcore PvP event that I would argue is much more niche than something like the control playlist. Yeah, exactly. I just I think it's phenomenal how well Destiny is still doing, and I'm really excited for the next, what, eight years now? Yeah, Activision is too. We'll talk about the new reported player growth numbers, which are just continually insane. But also in the weekly updates, we have a December update coming down the pipeline, as well as a November update. So I'll quote here, in the weeks to come, we'll share a lot of details for how we'll be refining various weapons and classes in an upcoming December update. It'll address some of the things you've told us, as well as some of what we've noticed during our constant study of the battles that rage among you. End quote. So that December update is directly addressing weapon balance and some class balance issues. So we've, you know, kind of complained about Sunbreakers. We'll have to see what the decision they make for that class will be moving forward, if they'll do much of anything, or if they'll leave it similar. Uh, They did talk about shotguns needing a little bit more tuning. Do you remember that, Diddy? Yes. That might also be included in that weapon update, or who knows, it might be something really big like the year two update. Maybe they want to see some new primary weapons and pulse rifle being as popular as it is. They might maybe give another weapon class a little bit of a nudge. Then we have a November update that's in the pipeline, and this one has to do, I think, with the weapon parts. Maybe the weapon part update is coming in December. They didn't really say. Uh, but regarding weapon parts, Diddy, what are they doing down the road with this to make it a little bit easier to get? They're authorizing, I'm quoting from the article here, authorizing Banshee 44 as your weapon parts dealer. So you'll be able to purchase weapon parts for Glimmer. Yes. So that just makes weapon parts a little bit easier to acquire because they did reduce the drop rate from dismantling weapons. Uh, yeah. And this was all the rage from the Destiny community the past couple of weeks. Like, why did you nerf the weapon parts? Blah, blah, blah. But luckily we're going to be able to um, use our glimmer for that because let's be honest we don't use glimmer for a lot of things no so it's, i mean take it a back seat yeah <laughs> also in the december update they're going to be making some changes to the in-game economy and guess what rumor has it petra will have use for your etheric light and eris has been asking if anyone out there is hoarding a surplus of worm spore so if you're holding on to some etheric light which was a consumable item in house of wolves that allowed you to take any piece of gear up to 34 right 
Yes. At the time, it was like light level 38 because the system was really weird, but it no, allowed 34. you to get up to max level, basically, of 34. So that's coming down the pipeline in December. All happy stuff. And I believe Deej is going on vacation. I need to find... <laughs> yeah, so Deej says, I'm out of here. I'll be reading your comments in a cab bound for the airport. Once there, I'll be bound for Chicago, the birthplace of Bungie, don't you know? Along with a clan of gunslingers I've been playing games with for over 10 years. Call it a clan leadership sabbatical. In reality... It's more of a vacation. So Cosmo is going to be holding down the fort and doing the weekly updates uh, for himself for either the next week or next two weeks. Not sure how long he's going to be out, but Deej, enjoy your vacation. Well earned, sir, after what is probably a crazy busy summer. Like, can you imagine they started the whole House of Wolves press thing and then it went immediately into Taken King and that went all the way through until October. So it might be a good time to just for take a break. Settle down and relax. Kick back, relax, pick your feet up, and have a nice cold beer. That's Indeed. what DJ is going to be doing. Guitar Hero, what is this link about, Diddy? <laughs> so last week we talked about uh, this Destiny player in the community uh, programming his rock band's drums to his Destiny character, and he beat Crota in one sword by himself. Using and rock it was band awesome, drums. using the rock band drums. <laughs> He's done it again, this time with a Guitar Hero controller. That's so, ridiculous. Shout out to Sean Gallagher on YouTube. He's it's awesome. You guys have to see this video if you haven't already. It, he there's a gyroscope inside the Guitar Hero controller, so when you tilt it, it you know it it knows when you're tilting it. So he's using that tilt to aim his weapon and turn around yeah. and stuff. It is absolutely insane. He doesn't do it in one sword uh, because I think he drew a too much boomer aggro, but he does drop down, finish his crota off in the second sword, and I think it's just absolutely amazing. It's insane. It's totally insane. You know in Guitar Hero, when you hold a guitar vertically, it goes into rock mode. That's the exact Star concept power. that he's... Yeah, th thank you. <laughs> thank you. Into, you know, move left and right. He just is moving the guitar up and down creative way to do things just pretty unique <laughs> i see the edit note diddy thank you for adding that no problem <laughs> all right so i mentioned earlier the new player numbers for destiny have been released uh, activision has their giant quarterly meetings blah 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 we find out about wow numbers but destiny has reached 25 million registered players that's up from 20 million registered players in may and then it was 16 million in february and they say it's the most watched console game on Twitch, which is no surprise. We always see the Destiny category sitting way up above most of the other console games. And I'm trying to find they still are continuing to say that the average player puts in about three hours per day. And that stat we've been told since, I think, last October when the game launched, right, Diddy? Yeah, I would be surprised if it stayed that consistent this whole year. But yeah. then again, I'm also not that surprised because... The daily activities in Destiny really haven't changed much. There's yeah. just more of things to do. I don't know. That sentence doesn't really make sense in my head before I, or after I said it. But, you know, we still have, you know, with Taken King, they added all these quest lines and stuff. So there's more things to do, but people just might not have more time to commit to that every single day. So yeah. they're, and now since there's more things to do and they only have that three hours every day, they're going to be playing for a longer period of time. They're not going to experience as much content drought as uh, the hardcore player. Yeah, I get it. We've just never seen that statistic fluctuate. It's always been three hours a day per average on players and just everybody. <laughs> and registered players, by the way, is not the same as active players. These are people who have built a character in Destiny at some point since launch. 
Yeah, I, I think yeah. for a metric like that, there's some type of requirement. Like you have to beat the first story mission or something. But yeah. still, it's like you have to play for at least 15, 30 minutes to become a registered player, I think. It's still a lot and a lot yeah, more than lot. what I would expect. They have gone out of their way to never, ever say what their sales figures were. They've never said how many copies of Destiny sold ever. It's funny. I think Kotaku put out an article, all the different ways Destiny has avoided saying how many copies they sold. And there's like a list of probably like 30 different headlines and little statistics they've put out that just kind of skirt around the issue. I'm not really sure why that is, but... Activision seems to be wanting to hold that one close to, is it close to the vest or chest? I think vest, right? Uh, sure. Both. All right. Why we'll not? stick with that. <laughs> uh, as a side note, and I think this is pretty interesting, World of Warcraft subscriber numbers are down to five and a half million. That was up near about 10 million when Warlords of Draenor come, came out. Damn. If you don't follow WoW at, out, wah, blah, blah, wow at all, You'll know that Warlords of Draenor has been very disappointing in terms of endgame content, which is why the WoW sub numbers are, you know, cascading off as quickly as they are. Interestingly enough, we mentioned on a previous show that for the Taken King, some of the staff for Diablo 3 actually went over to Bungie and told them, here's what we did with Diablo 3 to make endgame better in Reaper of Souls. And Destiny implemented some of those things. Destiny added some elements from Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls into their own game. Well, BlizzCon was just this last weekend, and World of Warcraft has its new expansion, Legion, coming out next summer. Legion is implementing things from Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls into its own system. And what we find to be really unique is the fact that the WoW player community is super hopeful that Legion was going to come out in January. They're so content-starved right now. The WoW hardcore end players are like, I don't want to wait until next summer. But the model for WoW seems to be shifting more towards creating closer to yearly expansions than it is to create one giant expansion and to do live content updates for two, two and a half years. And that sounds an awful lot like Destiny, the first model, where you have yearly expansions and then some elements of content drought in between. I just thought it was kind of unique maybe there's no overlap and i might be reaching too deep into the speculation bag there yeah it's interesting because this is very relevant to destiny's uh life as well because yeah. you know activision is the big daddy right the big boss mm -hmm. and yep. i find it really interesting how you know wow is experiencing this drought they had an expansion set to release in december um what's the game diablo right yeah, th yeah those people they came in to blizzard world of warcraft studios and like hey let's see if we can beef this up a little bit and then they push the development time back so that they can work on that that's what i'm assuming it's you know diablo said hey this is what worked for diablo we talked with the guys at bungie and the taken king was re received really well from yep. some of our suggestions so Let's see if we can do this with World of Warcraft as well. So the people at Diablo, you know, when they talked with Bungie about, you know, maybe implementing some fixes for the Taken King, it seemed to really work. So they really need, seem to have the formula down. So I wouldn't, you know, ignore these stories that come out. You know, people from Diablo, they're given suggestions to Bungie to make their game better. Don't ignore that because they know what they're doing, <laughs> apparently. 
Well, Reaper of Souls was a real transformation of what was kind of a failure into a really solid game. A couple of other stats before we get out of here that I think are pretty cool. Call of Duty revenue increased by a double-digit percentage, which is very interesting. That's Everybody huge. saying, oh, call it's going off the cliff. Apparently, it's still <laughs> churning nope. a lot of coin. Black Ops 2, by the way, Diddy, did you know in October, Black Ops 2 had 12 million active users during that month? Wow. Three years after release, man. It's crazy. 25 million registered players for Destiny, I said, but to compare it with Hearthstone, Hearthstone has a little bit over 30 million registered people. That's crazy when you think about a free-to-play game as popular as Hearthstone and available as, on like as many platforms. Now, that 30 million number is a little bit old, probably like last quarter's earnings, so they're probably up to maybe 35 million now, something like that. So, And the Overwatch beta, dude, 7 million people signed up for that Overwatch beta, and about 7 people actually got in. Yuck, 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 yuck. If you want into the Overwatch beta, you need to be on a Blizzard friends and family list, or you need to be one of their top influencers, which means you're an like enormous streamer or an enormous YouTuber. You mean like Destiny the Show, right? Oh, totally. We <laughs> are a huge influence to the Blizzard Activision community. You know, <laughs> Send us your keys, guys, please. Uh, Destiny, microtransactions, and expansions can coexist, Activision says. Diddy, did you see this article and the stir it caused within the scene? Yeah, we thought we were going to not see paid expansions after Taken King with yeah. the micro introduction well, of DLC. Let's say DLC. DLC. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do DLC then. Uh, DLC like Dark Below and House of Wolves uh, and yeah. expansions like Taken King. We didn't think we would see DLCs because they introduced microtransactions. Um, mm -hmm. Apparently not. Apparently not. So during all of this Sheboygans of the quarterly earnings and the reports and whatnot, video game giant Activision Blizzard. Oh, I'm on the wrong article. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, there we go. I like Activision the hype, Publishing though. CEO Eric Hirschberg. So the CEO of Publishing said on the earnings call, uh, I think they're already coexisting in regards to DLC and microtransactions. We had, a, and I quote, we had a full year of expansions to the game that have been very well received and sold quite well. More recently, you've seen us introduce smaller in-game purchases that allow people to customize their experience and express themselves. Those who have been very well received, or excuse me, those have been very well received and have sold well also. I think we've already shown that DLC and microtransactions can coexist and that our community is hungry for more great content, end quote. Oh, Oh, that statement just makes it's so Activision, right? It really is. It's also somewhat frightening because oh, totally. He says, uh, "Well, we've done DLCs, and then we just introduced microtransactions, so they're already coexisting." Not yet. Not yet. I, I no. really don't think so. Not yet, because we haven't seen an instance where they're releasing DLC where microtransactions already exist in the sphere, right? Yeah. In the Destiny universe. Yeah. Microtransactions such as uh, the dance emotes and what else was there? Oh, the, the 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 trick or treat things, the little yeah, packages yeah, that that's you could right, buy. The event thing. Even though you could acquire every single one of them through in-game playing, you could yeah. buy them as well. Um, and yeah, you can customize and express yourself that way. And those types of microtransactions are going to be totally fine. Yeah, but we don't really know. We know they've sold well. That's what they're saying. We don't know if they're going to continue to sell well because it's that kind of content that uh, what's what's going to be next? Shaders, most likely. Shaders yeah. are going to be purchasable with silver. They could do a lot 
And they could get invasive real quick. Yeah, it can get invasive real quick, but it's like they need to keep adding some type of microtransaction because I can only hold, what, nine, ten emotes at the same time? Yeah, I'm, I've got them running out of like, okay, that's a cool dance. I don't really want to spend $7 on it. Like, the Thriller dance <laughs> is awesome, and the only reason I bought it was because I had... I made the mistake. I was only going to buy like $10 of silver when it first came out, and I accidentally bought two, so I had just silver waiting around. So <laughs> I did it because it looked like a cool dance, and I also did it because I'm like, hey, we were told this money's going towards funding the live content team, and I like these daily heroic missions and the festival of the lost. I like these things so far. They're good. But when I see an article and statements like this, and... Especially when the CEO of publishing says this, our community is hungry for more great content. And he's talking about it all framed around DLC. It's just a little bit worrisome. I'll continue on with the rest of his statement, end quote. And I quote, geez, as far as any shifts in strategy, I don't have any announcements today, but I think we have a lot of options at our disposal. And the reason for that, of course, is that we have such great engagement with this game. Urgh! It's so salesman, dude. It's I get it. He's on the, the call for the earnings report. It just doesn't make you feel that good, though, when he know, like they know we're hungry for content. They've already stated that, and they know the engagement for this game is great. DLC sells well. Microtransactions sell well. Let's keep doing it. And Bungie has never come out and officially said, hey, in year two, we're not selling DLC. We're only <laughs> doing that live content team. They've just said, look, Eververse Trading Company is going to go towards funding our live content team. Those are the people responsible for those daily exotic weapon missions and things like Festival of the Lost. So this this worries me a little bit. I do want more to the game other than just festivals and the events and these little daily story missions. I want to see things like Dark Below that brought a new raid together. Or like House of Wolves that brought in Prison of Elders. I want to see those. But man, you can only milk us for so much before <laughs> you should just give us a subscription fee or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that was... I think the most ideal situation in my mind would be because microtransactions are now in the game the DLCs to come in the future, so like the year two Dark Below, whatever expansion that's going to be, whether it's Cabal or Vex or whatever, yeah, it shouldn't be twenty dollars. It mm-hmm. should they should reduce the price of those DLCs because microtransactions are in the game and they're funding something else. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. I would much rather see, like we've talked about before, monthly installments or additions to destiny like a raid for month january two strikes for february another raid for march or whatever just something like that i would rather see that instead of every three or four months you're gonna get a raid and some strikes yeah it's uh we'll just see how time will tell i'm betting you guys to wrapper this argument off in about two or three weeks, we're probably going to find out what the rest of year two looks like. Deej is on vacation. You've had this giant PR extravaganza with Call of Duty Black Ops 3 coming out. You had Halo 5 coming out. You got Fallout 4, Legacy of the Void, Battlefront. All these giant games, right, that are coming out that maybe Destiny doesn't want to compete with the marketing limelight. You know, I'm sure ad money right now to, to actually get things out there is super expensive. November and December is the highest bidding for ads of the year, at least for YouTube. So... I'm betting in two, three weeks we'll find out what is next. I want to speed through the last three, last like three things here so we can talk about the wild ditty. Um, 
Overwatch was announced, excuse me, the price was announced at BlizzCon this last weekend. It's $40 on PC for the basic version. It's coming to Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and that's for $60. And that $60 version is the Origin Edition, gives you some in-game skins. The game gives you 21 heroes uh, that are all heroes announced now and all the maps in the game now. The community is a little bit worried. It's coming out spring 2016, by the way. The community was worried because they thought it was going to be free to play. And, you know, the over... Activision owns Blizzard. That's, you know, maybe why people are a little bit worried because it's a paid game. They're going to have microtransactions in the game to purchase further champs and heroes. I don't even want to go down that road. The only reason I bring this up is they are seeing and testing things in Destiny that might go over to Overwatch. Does that make sense at all, Diddy? Yeah. Destiny is a new type of game in the game world, right? It's Yes. It's a... It's not just multiplayer. It's everything. It's a social experience. And they're yes. testing these microtransactions on the console. And they saw how successful it was. And then they're trying to implement something similar for Overwatch, another one of their games. And so this Destiny could have been the stepping stone for what we're going to see in the future for yes. in terms of console games with microtransactions and DLC yeah. coexisting it, and everything. Business stuff. I'm not talking gameplay-wise, but business-wise, we we are starting to see maybe some overlap there. Yeah. Um, Activision bought Candy Crush for $5.9 billion. That's billion with a B. They're going to take over the world. Mobile uh, Destiny. And, let's do it, Activision. <sighs> Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buy Glimmer with real money. Uh, <laughs> so Activision Blizzard launched a TV studio and a movie studio. Yes, they have put together... Um, a, a studio that's going to be, I think, out in Santa Monica, and it's going to be producing Call of Duty and Skylander content first up. So TV and film is what they're looking towards. Skylanders being very popular. But when we see something like this, Diddy, you got really excited because you think Destiny could work very well in the realm of TV. Absolutely. It's so. Let's let's compare. Let's draw Halo into this. Let's compare Halo because yeah, we talked about this in the pre-show. Halo is like a set universe. If you do a Halo TV series, you almost have to do Master Chief. Totally. You almost have to. Otherwise, it's not going to be successful. It's just not. And that's what Halo 5 is trying to introduce. It's what you told me uh, with Spartan Locke or whatever. They had that um, type movie type thing with Spartan Locke before Halo 5 came out, uh, which almost nobody watched, right? Um, No, I'm just kidding. Lots of people watched it. Anyways, Destiny would be so successful because you don't just have one static main character. You have your yeah. guardian. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's talk about Cade 6. Let's go to his backstory. Nathan Fillion in a Destiny TV series. Ah, Hell yeah. Let's do that. Let's bring in some more Firefly references, please. Oh, need it. Let's do the speaker backstory. Like, what the hell is his deal? We don't, we don't know what the speaker is. The stranger. Oh my God. Osiris. Oh my God. The traveler fighting the darkness. What? Such Let's a big universe with so many things. Stories, please. Yep. Like it doesn't even have to be a continual story. You can do quick thirty-minute clips from grimoire cards. Take the last word in Thorn grimoire cards. Turn it into an hour TV special. Could be Hell fully yeah. digitally released as well through online platforms. You know, similar to the Halo Channel app. You know, a Destiny app or something like that. Uh, and it doesn't need to be live action either. You could explore. Uh, have you ever seen Star Wars: The Clone Wars? That animation style. Absolutely. Yep. Could be. Ahsoka Tano is one of our puppy names on the list. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Well, uh, pretty cool stuff. Let's hop into the topic. I want to talk about the wild before we hop out of here. Please, Guardian, let me help you. 
If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action. Way back in show, was it 30? Was it 33, Diddy? Do you remember? 33, I think, is the wild. So we talked about the idea of the wild. Could you recap it for us? This is something that we're probably the most passionate about, like topic we've ever talked about here. And it's an idea for a gameplay space within Destiny that hasn't been realized, but it's alluded to a lot in the dialogue and the lore, what it could be, and just we freaking hope it's in Destiny 2. The wild is a PvE experience. Um, If you've ever played RuneScape, they have the wild, and this is what it's based off of in my mind. The Wild is a large PvE world that you load into, and there's tons of, like, mini-strike bosses around. Like, there's different ads that just patrol the area, um, and but it's high end-game content, right? It's level 40, 41, 42, light level 310 areas, right? And the further you go into the Wild, the more dangerous it becomes. So, like, level 5 Wild, you encounter... Fogoth. Easy. Mm-hmm. Just take him down. Level 10 wild. Maybe Crota. He's not that difficult, but a little bit more difficult than Fogoth. And then like level 40 wild. Oryx level difficulty. Yeah. Or Golgoroth level difficulty. I would say that's a fair comparison. And Just, they're rare bombs too. Like they, a chance to spawn, right? Yeah, exactly. A chance to spawn. And they just spawn in. They're patrolling the area. You can just engage them. Or you don't have to. You can just continue on. And the further you get into the wild, the higher your chance of rewards gets. Right? Yeah. We introduced mm-hmm. this idea of the red engram. Yep. Say we beat Fogoth in level five wild. He drops a red engram. I can keep that. I can go to orbit. I can go to the cryptarch. It gives me a rare item. Blue level. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Or I can hold on to that red engram. I can go to level 10 wild defeat crota and then there's like this little way station in level 10 wild where i can upgrade this red engram to a legendary rarity and there's a consequence to dying so essentially a checkpoint system almost like dark souls where you have bonfires spread out and you have to survive and make your way back to the camp this all comes back to a piece of concept art of an actual guardian in the wild it's a tent that's set up where he's taking refuge he's got some treasures out there and it's one of the places he comes back after an expedition within the wild. And the cool sense of loss and the danger of the wild is the fact that if you don't make it back to camp and you get killed by a mob, you lose that red engram. So there's exactly. a real sense of survival and loss, whereas I would say wiping is maybe the worst consequence of destiny, like if you actually fail something. And even then, it's just, well, we'll just start the Oryx fight over again. You know what I'm saying? It's not like there's, you failed Oryx three times, now you have to do the entire raid over again. I mean, what if that was one of the challenge modes for King's Fall, right? Oh, yeah. You can't wipe. If you wipe, it's Nightfall style. You're back at the start. Oh, that'd be... Or, yeah, what you just made me think of, like, if we get to, like, level 40 wild, all of the rewards we've received so far, and you get there and you die... It's all gone. You don't get any of those rewards. Like, you could be in the wild for three hours, like, and then you just randomly die, or not randomly, but you die in this boss fight. Yeah. You force a wipe, you lose all that gear because you haven't made it back to camp. Yeah. I I would love that. I hope it arrives in Destiny 2. And there's so much concept art that just allows it to look incredible, right? Yeah. Add the continent of North America to Destiny, or not, not... I'm an American. I'm being a little bit biased. Fine, Australia. 
just add a country. There you go. Yeah, throw add it in a there. continent or a country. Africa. We already have European dead zone. Uh, England, Canada. I don't care. Whatever. Hawaii. Who cares? Just add a continent and just have it one big playable space, not just old Russia or European dead zone or the moon area, the Hellmouth. Not something like that. Something larger than that. Yeah. Well, I think, again, a lot of Destiny's play space sizes are dictated by the 360 and the PS3, what they're capable of. And that's why I'm saying if we introduce the wild in two or three years down the road, are we still going to be using those old consoles? Maybe that's when we can do this. That's when we can load in this big Fallout 4 style map and just survive. Yeah, it's a good idea. I like it. Uh, content route before we wrap up here. I think we kind of are back in the content route. If you're a regular Taken King player, you've probably gotten your character up to pretty high light levels. You've probably had a chance to maybe do the normal mode raid. I'm not saying everybody's gotten hard mode done yet. Uh, and you've maybe participated in trials. Right now is a great time to maybe go after those daily weapons that you might not have. The Sleeper Simulant, the No Time to Explain, the Black Spindle. Those quests shows up, show up every two weeks, maybe three weeks, something like that. Sleeper Simulant quest shows up every month on the 7th. Ah, okay. So there you go. And that actually happened, I think, two days ago or maybe yesterday. It doesn't matter when you're listening to the show. It's going to be totally different than when we're recording it. But for content drought, we've been through this, did he? We did this in between Vanilla and Dark Below. We did it in between Dark Below and House of Wolves, in between House of Wolves and The Taken King. And we managed to survive and we enjoyed it, but we had to get creative. We also took some breaks from the game. And there's a lot of money in Destiny. <laughs> I wouldn't really worry about Activision kind of sleeping on this one for too long or worrying that they're Activision hasn't up been on sleeping it. on Call of Duty and its yearly installments for the past 10 years. So I wouldn't worry about Destiny at all. And yep. I think it's actually kind of funny. I mentioned this in the pre-show, but I'm just going to end on a conspiracy. Activision knew exactly how long Taken King content would last. And then that's when they decided when to launch Black Ops 3. <laughs> you think? It was timed down to the very day. All right. They finished hard mode, boys. Fire it up. Send them out. Black Ops 3 <laughs> on the way. It do, it did line up really nicely for me. I got most of my Taken King stuff done. Yeah, but the reason I Halo say 5. that is because, you know, if you're experiencing content drought, don't keep playing the game if it frustrates you. Oh, it's yeah. Like, there's nothing to do in Destiny. Why do I even play this? I mean, there's more games coming out. Maybe you're in a financial situation. You can't add more games, but... There's something you, something else you can do, you know? Totally. You don't have to play games. You don't have to play Destiny. You can do something else. Yep. And I feel like if, if, if you don't point you that start out, start a Destiny podcast. I mean, boom. We <laughs> need, we'd love to see more people talking about this game that we enjoy. Speaking of which, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D I T T Y DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W O O O S H N E S S. Excellent. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track all of your stats in the Destiny universe. They now also have HaloTracker.com. They've had that for a long time, but it's been updated for Halo 5, so if you're somebody who's crossing over and playing different stuff, definitely check out their site. You can find all the links from today and more on DestinyTheShow.com. Remember to tweet us any questions you might have for the show. We ran out of time to do and it came from Twitter today, but next week it will happen. And also the guy who sent us a picture of the masks, um, <laughs> that's going to be on the website and we'll also talk about that in next week's It Came From Twitter. You can follow us at Destiny the Show on Twitter. Same thing with twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. I am at BBK Dragoon on Twitter and the same thing for YouTube. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
Have a wonderful week. Good luck if you're getting a new game like Fallout 4. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.